0: Welcome to the Reclaim Your Rise podcast. My name is Lauren Bongiorno, nationally board-certified health coach and founder and CEO of Risely Health, where we help people and families impacted by type 1 diabetes take ownership over their lives so that they can transform with more freedom and confidence. Everyone has a different reason to be here. You might be seeking knowledge, support, or community, but at your core, I know that you long for something deeper. You're here for transformation. And that's what the Reclaim Your Rise podcast is all about. You might not get this 100%, but like diabetes takes away so many moments of like your life, like when you want to feel your best or whatnot. And Mm -hmm. that's why I try my best to take care of myself because I don't want it to. So then it's like when your regular body betrays you, you're like, wait, no, like, no, like, this is, I don't want to deal with like a normal person problem right now. (laughs) like. A quick reminder before we start the show that nothing you hear on the Reclaim Your Rise podcast should be a substitute for personalized professional medical advice. Please always consult your physician or other medical professional before making any changes to your diet, insulin dosages, or healthcare plan. I am so excited to be sharing this wedding recap episode with you guys. It is 100% what everybody says. It was the absolute best day of our lives and... It's very hard to even put into words like what made it so special um, but I'm gonna do my best and at the same time it, it really in reflection is you know not about the little details of the flowers or this or the drinks or the food it really was just the feeling and the people and the warmth and the love that was you know in that, In that room and and throughout the whole ceremony and and everything so today i decided to bring on my best friend and also bridesmaid allison she's known chris and i individually since before him and i even started dating and she's going to interview me a little bit so we're going to do that but then also there's a guest appearance from my now husband christopher and allison's going to give us like a quick fire q a as well Throughout the episode, you're going to hear us talk about the most emotional parts of the day, how I manage my blood sugars, the crazy unfortunate thing that happened the night before the wedding that I totally didn't see coming, our decision to do a first look and what we thought of that, and maybe some things that I would do differently. So if you are ready, let's rise. Oh my gosh. Can you believe this is like my wedding? We're doing my wedding episode. Like we've known each other since we were what? 16?
1: Probably younger than that. 15. I think 15 you came to my sweet 16.
0: Oh my God. I did. We had that epic photo with you. You wore a white dress to your sweet 16 too. I and I too. remember, Oh my God, I'm getting emotional. Cause now you're engaged and you're going to get married in a little bit. And I remember thinking like, Oh my God, that's so bold to wear like a white dress. She literally looks like it's her wedding. <laughs>
1: It was the first dress I tried on. I had to have it.
0: Oh my God. You were like, you've always meant to be, a. you were like meant to be a bride. Like you just embody all of the great qualities of a bride. I was a little chaotic during my bridal process.
1: Well, let's, <laughs> let's hear about it. Cause it was a journey Glad I could be oh along my- for the ride
0: oh my gosh well i'm so excited everybody who's listening who's listening this is my best friend allison coochie she lives in charlotte north carolina so we're zooming right now i wish we were doing this wedding debrief like together in my living room or something but um she's actually going to interview me to share about one of the most special days of my entire life and I feel like I was so torn also going back and forth of like how much of the wedding like to share on social. And then I eventually somebody from my team, Bianca, who I'm so grateful for, she helps us with like some content, just like video editing. She's like, you know, let me just come and capture some behind the scenes stuff of like your diabetes and things like that. And I was so happy that she was open to that because like showing, I don't know, just like sharing everything on on Instagram and now doing the podcast episode it's just it's so much fun like to have you know more people in the loop and to share and for future you know brides diabetes or if you don't have diabetes like it's just wedding content and conversation is always fun so yeah let's let's dive in Allison what questions do you it. have for me
1: all right so obviously the whole weekend was very emotional the whole journey i think there were probably emotional parts throughout the long engagement that you and Chris had. But when you think back to the day of, what are those big emotional moments that are standouts for you? So
0: what's so funny is that obviously like, on the you, If you were asking like, oh, what do you think your wedding day would be like? Like everyone's first answer I would think would be like, oh, it's going to be so emotional. But for whatever reason, and I think the reason was that there's just so many details the last couple weeks leading up to the wedding, it's almost like you're at work and you have like this big project that like you're working up to and you're like burning the midnight oil and you're putting so much like time and energy in that it clouds the fact that like you're getting married and like there's this big day and you forget how emotional it's going to be and so I think like I went through a range of emotions like total opposite end of the spectrum throughout the entire day the entire weekend but I would say like by far there were two moments where I will just like I can't imagine anything in my life like topping it ever like maybe having a child but like these were just incredible I think first off was like the vows um I really enjoyed actually writing them and it wasn't until we were standing Chris and I like at the altar where i kind of realized and this is so silly to say but like i realized in that moment like wow like this was our destiny like we're literally meant to be standing here i have chills right now like staring at each other exchanging these vows and like it was it was written the whole way and even like Chris, whose, his vows were so like surprised me because they were definitely like funny, but also really, really just like romantic and deep and sentimental. But he said something in his vows along the lines of, you know, three months after asking you to be my girlfriend when we were 17, I told you I loved you. And you laughed and said, haha ha, wait, are you serious? <laughs> and look who's laughing now. Like that's what he said in the vows, and like everybody was laughing. But it's true. Like it was like that moment. And then there were moments of throughout our relationship where just like, I don't know, like these little like God winks and things that would just constantly, you know, keep us together throughout the whole 12 years that we've been dating. Like we, we've never broken up and we've had, you know, just a lot of things happen and we've grown up together. Essentially, we've been dating since seniors in high school, but even down to the moment for me where I realized like when I was writing my vows and this is like, I'm, I'm a woo woo. I'm like a numerology person. So like for me, I was like, ah, but like we started dating on two 11. So February 27th, 2011, and I just loved when I was, you know, a young teenager. I was like, I love the ring of it. This is the best, like, first date, like, um, or, you know, like whatever first dating uh, relationship, like, date ever. Two twenty seven eleven, two twenty seven eleven, and our friends would kind of like poke fun at us. By the way, Drew Bonacore, who was there, he wrote it in the card to us. Actually, he goes two twenty seven eleven will always be your date. Like, it was just like, yeah, a thing for our group day. of friends.
1: Everybody knew two twenty seven eleven. That was a thing for sure.
0: Yeah. So here we are where we're engaged for three years and we saw like many venues and there were many dates thrown around of like what was gonna be our wedding date and then we'd be like, Oh my god, this is it, this is the date and then like that fell through and ultimately, we ultimately we ended up getting married Friday of Labor Day weekend, which Chris and I were like hoping that we would get a Saturday, but just it, that's the way it worked out. But the date was 9 to 22. And so in my vows, I said, I was like, and here we are, you know, 11 years later. And if you take 27, like the day we started dating. So two plus, if you add that two, together, two plus seven equals nine. And then if you flip that around with the two, you get nine, two. And then you, if you add up one, one for the year, 2011, you get 22, nine, two, 22. And like, it was like the, my kind of like, you know, like cute little funny part of the vows, but also like, wow, like everything is kind of connected. And that's what I truly believe. And just like all that synergy and you know, all the words that we exchanged and then the ceremony, our officiant, Yanni, like he, the birds that were flying over and chirping while he was talking about like how love is the heartbeat through everything in life. It's through people, but it's through the environment and animals and water and, you know, just you know, all these, you know, things. So I think that was really emotional um, to see Chris get choked up too, was just, you know, my little, my guy, my guy. Yeah, but that it was piece, sweet. it was sweet. And then... um Secondly, my other guy in my life was my dad. So that was really special. My dad actually, I mean, you know this story, but him and my mom got married 32 years ago and he is such a, such a romantic guy. And I think you call him like a renaissance, man. a renaissance man. Yeah. He's just like a man of like a lot of different talents and he is not a musician by trade or anything by, by that nature, but he wrote my mom and dad's wedding song, like the music. I think I don't think he wrote the lyrics. I think he just wrote the music. But when I was, you know, shopping around for a song for me and my dad to dance to for our father daughter dance, you know, we were like playing a bunch of different songs and like Frank Sinatra songs, like we used to dance to when I was really little, and he would like put me to sleep and all these things, and like we couldn't really find anything that we both loved. And then he surprised me for my birthday this year over the summer and was like, "So your birthday present is I'm actually going to write the music and lyrics to our father daughter dance. And I was like, stop it right now. I was like, stop. So that was so like personalized and so beautiful. So I actually, the night of the wedding was the first time I heard the music and lyrics to it. And like, if you watch, oh, I don't know if I showed you this, but if you watch the video footage back of like, just like iPhone footage, I don't know who airdropped it to me, who sent it to me, somebody at the wedding, the band members, the girls were crying like wiping their tears away.
1: Like I mean, everyone in the entire room was crying. Even Connor was standing there next to me crying. So I think everyone was emotional. You have to get him to send you the lyrics and like, you could print that out into like a beautiful piece of artwork to hang in your house. I mean, there's good ways to memorialize that, but yeah, that was like a really special moment.
0: So then the funny thing is the only thing I knew about the song. So my dad was like working with the band so closely because he's like, you don't understand. Like we, like I wrote this with, you know, everything has to be, you know, perfect. And you know, this note. So the last, the only thing I heard about the song was that apparently the first like demo or something, the second note of the song, like they went up instead of staying on the same note. Like that's the only thing I heard. So once we were starting to dance and I heard that the second note was like still the same, I was like, okay, we're good. He's happy. Like whatever we can like zone in, and, like I'm drop released. into this. I'm released, but like, I was crying, like we were face to face, like I was bawling, like at that, that point of the wedding was like the high, like the highest point of my like emotional, because he's, I'm so close with him. He's my best friend. He just the words of it, though, like, even if that wasn't my wedding song, like the song was called Just Call. And I just think that apparently Chris's mom... Diane went up to him after, was like, you know, you can sell that, right? <laughs> and my dad
1: was like, yeah just enjoy the night. Like she's such right, like an entrepreneur. Like, like not the I know, point. I think but... Dana had said she's like, I want to use that, but your dad was like, no, you'll get your own special thing. No one can um, repeat it. It's just yeah. for you and him. So that's really yeah. special.
0: Yeah, and I think everybody at you know your wedding, whatever it looks like, like no matter what your relationship are with your parents, your family, things like that. If they're there, if they're not there, if Whatever, like those little things, whatever it looks like, are the things that you're going to remember the most. It's not the, you know, things that you, the the details you think are going to be. It's like those emotional moments of just like being so present and like absorbed into the love that's in the room. And I think that's the thing too, is like Chris and I have been together for, you know, so long that like all, all our families are so connected. Like everybody in that room, we had a decently small wedding, like 156. Would you call that big or small? Like, what would you say?
1: I would say medium. I'd say small is like 70 or less. And there are going to be people on here being like, 70 is a lot. In my mind, I think 70 and under. And then I think like 70 to 150 is like medium. And then 200 plus is big. But I also know people have had like 400 person weddings. So then 150 sounds
0: Yeah. Well, we, we started. I don't know if you knew this, but in the beginning, we were like, we're having a hundred people. Like, that's it. And then Chris counted his friends and his, he had 50 friends. And I was like, okay. So that means that like there was no, <laughs> there was no way. There was, it was so, it's so hard, but I, I would still say 156 was like really intimate for, for our, like size of our families and everything. And I'm really happy with it because I knew every single person, every single person in that room I knew, even on Chris's side, and he could say the same for mine. And so it didn't feel like you were, you know, just like saying hi all night and not meeting anybody for the first time. Exactly. Exactly. And it's personal preference, but like, I really liked that. Um, and Yeah. So I just, I think those were the most emotional parts of the day.
1: Yes, I would agree. I think, I think they were emotional for you, of course, the most, but for other people observing as well. So, okay. So next question, I'm sure the audience is dying to know, um, how did you manage your blood sugars on the big day?
0: Yes, this is going to be highly anticipated question. So I've teased this a little bit on Instagram and not like on purpose, but like it's just too long of a story to tell on like a post or anything like that. So we'll tell it here. But my biggest thing like leading up to the wedding was like my blood sugars. And my biggest concern was my overnight numbers. So we had obviously the rehearsal dinner the night before and we opened it up to like not just our bridal party because it wasn't like let's go rehearse and walk down the aisle. Cause like we skipped that part. We were like, let's,
1: let's the important that. Part of actually planning ahead. <laughs> and we, we just really went straight to have. the celebration. I just wanted to celebrate.
0: Well, plus two. It was a Thursday, so I don't want to have to ask people to, like, you know, take a half day or anything like that. But also, I'm like, oh, that's easy. We can just, like, draw it out for people. Even though the We're guys smart. didn't get it right, it's fine. Like, who cares? It's, it all worked out. But anyways, so rehearsal dinner. Invited everybody who was in town there. It was walking distance from the hotel, which is definitely a plus. And um, it was Italian food. And Chris's mom, like, planned it all. It was, like, such a great restaurant. But there was calamari. There was pizza. There was... uh. You know pastas. What else was there? There was there was like, sa- there was salad. Oh, I don't. Was it was family style. Table.
1: So that I loved that too. So it was just like big platters of stuff that everybody shared. Yeah, I mean salmon and chicken and pasta and bread and wine. It was so much food. It was definitely more food than our wedding venue had for sure. <laughs>
0: like, it was much delicious. bigger portions. <laughs> it was delicious. But anyways, it was like okay, you know I eat Italian food all the time, blood sugars are, you know, I can usually handle them. I know my body's patterns, but like now more than ever, like stakes are high, like we gotta nail this down. And even Trista from my team, she was asking me like, ahead of time, she's like, I'm so curious to know like how your blood sugars are gonna be like, you know, you have to let me know and everything. So anyways, this is all I'm thinking about, right? So we get to the rehearsal dinner, I start, I think my blood sugar, I wanna say it was like around 120, 130, something like that. I'm like, all right, game time, we got this, you know, I'm not holding back. I'm not going to not like drink wine because I want a little bit. I'm not going to not have what I want. So I'm eating it all. I'm watching my numbers. And I like, I think end up like three hours later at like 158 or something like that. So now it's the end of the night. And then you gave a speech, which was so great. And I would recommend like anybody do that. Like if you have friends that are close in your life that aren't like, um, like my sister was my maid of honor and Chris's brother was his best man. And they gave, gave speeches with my dad at the wedding. But if you have like, Really close friends that like are kind of also in that like best man maid of honor kind of slot. I have them give speeches at the rehearsal dinner because they're it was just it was so special. Mike's Chris's best man's was like hilarious and so funny because he's just a funny guy. Yeah. And then Chris's mom, hers was so good. We kept clapping and thought she was done, and then she keep going.
1: (laughs) Everyone was (laughs) like Great. And then she's like, I'm not finished. But it it was very sweet and it was a great story. So,
0: yeah, it was good. And then, and then yours, I loved. And it was, you know, bestie, my best girl. I agree. Speeches at
1: rehearsals are great. Okay. So, you're it's the end of the night.
0: It's the end of the night. We're all standing up, talking after the speeches, desserts being passed around. And I see the waitress come up to me and she hands me a um, cup of coffee. And I'm like, Oh oh, 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 no, no, no! I'm not having regular coffee because I, you know, I'm the bride. I have to sleep tonight. Like,
1: can't do. And it was like can't do regular probably coffee. Probably Close to 10 p.m. at that point.
0: Close to 10 p.m. So I now at this point am like, all right, well, let's do some decaf. Like, why not? So I was like, hey, do you think you can get me like a decaf coffee? She was like, sure, 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 sure. And she didn't speak great English, but like, I definitely thought like she got what I was saying. So now we're talking, and a couple minutes later, I turn around and look at my seat. And there sitting at the seat is a decaf coffee. What I think I should... Okay, let me edit that. What I think is a decaf coffee. We have no confirmation. But but Al, we still don't know. It may... This is a big mystery, but we, it may be decaf. It might have been decaf. We don't know. And here's how we don't know. Because we know that my body is... I'm very sensitive to caffeine, so I don't drink caffeine ever. I just drink decaf. I drink it like maybe two, three times a week. Even though I had an espresso today, but I'm still like my body's adjusting <laughs> from the adjusting from the honeymoon, and I'm like I need something to get me through the day. So, but I generally I generally don't. Also, caveat: I was whitening my teeth, which Crest white strips those those work. I got a quote from the dentist. It was like $800 to whiten your teeth. And I was like, okay, I'm uh, going to like choose the two $20 box from Amazon. DIY? Yeah, DIY, please. So got that. Worked great. But I wasn't drinking coffee for like two weeks leading up. So my body might have been in like a super sensitive state. We still don't know to be determined. We'll never know. But we can all hypothesize.
1: It probably was super sensitive. And then I'm on team that was full of caffeine. So on top okay. of... It being caffeinated then you hadn't had it in a while. Yeah. So anyways,
0: I take that coffee and I'm talking. And you know when you have a drink in your hand and you're talking and you just don't realize how much you're sipping? I sip that whole thing. I drink that whole cup of coffee. So now it's like 1030. Everybody goes back, walks back to the hotel. They're at the bar. We're hanging out you know, 11, 1130, I look at the clock. Oh, I have a, I have a wedding. I have a bride. It is time to go to bed. So I walk, I walk upstairs with my sister and I say goodnight to Chris. He goes in his room with his, his brother and Dana, <laughs> my sister, Dana is sleeping with me and she's just like an annoying person to sleep with. I love her. She's <laughs> my baby, my baby sister. But like anytime we sleep together, she fidgets so much. Like there's always something going on. Never goes and I'm well. a, Yeah. And I'm a deep sleeper. Like I can sleep anywhere, anytime. So like, it usually is fine, but like, we're going to bed and like, I hear her like, (sniffs) like the sniffles are starting and she turns to me and she goes, Oh gosh, I'm sorry. Like, is this going to bother you? And I'm like, um, like, I don't know. Like, can you take something like throw some, you know, tissues (laughs) by your side, take some Afrin? Like, can you, can you stop? And she's like, I think it's just allergies. I don't know. And I'm like, I'll be fine. Like I'm, you know, I'm a good sleeper. So anyways, she's out cold within 10 minutes. The sniffles have subsided thank god and i'm laying down like could run a full marathon but at this point i still have not i have not tied the why i have no idea why so i'm like looking at my blood sugar i must have looked at my blood sugar 500 times that night because i kept trying to control a situation that my blood sugars were fine i was like 110 like straight arrow the whole night and i now it's like 12 o'clock can't go to sleep. one o'clock. Now one thirty, I'm like, okay, let's put on a meditation. I put my AirPods in. I am now doing. I'm into minute thirty of this deep sleep For meditation. meditation. <laughs> You're like, I'm med- med- meditating to do a whole
1: meditation. <laughs>
0: Anything. Then I'm like, maybe it's the bed. I go outside for the couch. I take my, like, I had everything packed and prepared. I had a sleeping, like, mask, like one of those, you know, like the yes. eye to make it dark. I had that on my head, laying out there for half an hour, nothing. Now, now you're at the point where it's 2 a.m. And the thing that probably was keeping me up at that point was looking at the clock, being like, I have a plan of, like, getting up in the morning. I brought my yoga mat. I was like, we're going to do some yoga. We're going to, you know, drink some warm lemon water. We'll meditate on this beautiful day and, like, this new start of your life. Life. so like i'm trying to get up at 7 Plans now i have crumbling
1: before your eyes <laughs>
0: crumbling and i can't do anything about it because my body's betraying me it was fully betraying me and what pisses me off more than anything was that it wasn't diabetes related like you're you might not get this 100% but like diabetes takes away so many moments of like your life, like when you want to feel your best or whatnot. And mm-hmm. that's why I try my best to take care of myself because I don't want it to. So then it's like when your regular body betrays you, you're like, wait, no, like, right. no, that's like so this is, I don't want to deal with like a normal person problem right now. <laughs> like, right.
2: Right. so,
0: anyways, it's like 3 30 at this point. I'm now like almost in tears and I wake up Dana and I'm like, Dana, like, do you have, I'm like, I need to find a sleeping pill. And she's like half asleep and she's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Is it my sniffles? (laughs) She wakes up out of like a dead sleep. And I'm like, No, we have bigger problems. I don't know what's going on. I can't go to sleep. And then I finally put two and two together and I'm like, Oh my God, like this is caffeine. This has to be. So now she's like, Okay, mom must have like a Tylenol or something like that. So we call her cell phone. She doesn't pick up. Now I'm like, Do you remember what room she is? She's like, Yeah, she's in 421. We go to room 421. We're like walking the halls in the middle of. night banging on the door. She's not answering. We forget we can call a hotel room because we're in a hotel. So then we just give up and we go back to the room. And that was probably like 345. She then slept in her boyfriend's room because she felt so bad. She thought it was her, even though it wasn't. And then I eventually fell asleep at 430. And then I woke up to um, my sister and my mom gently stroking my head saying, hey, it's nine o'clock. Cindy is here for hair and makeup in the other room. Do you think you want to get up now? And I'm like, oh my God, my face is so puffy and I want to sleep today. They're like, get up. It's not the day. So Hey, but you
1: still stepped on that (sighs) yoga mat. Good thing. You packed it. I
0: I did. It was 15 minutes of stretching and recentering and the adrenaline completely just took over the day and it didn't even matter. So future brides and you, things are going to go wrong. You're not going to be able to control it, but like It'll all be fine in the end. I mean, I was exhausted like for a week and I didn't have a voice until like five days after the wedding, but like, that's all.
1: (laughs) That would have been the case regardless. I don't think if you had gotten your eight hours on the night going into the wedding, that that would have been any different. You burned and danced like crazy on Friday. So yeah, well, in the end it all worked out. Okay, so switching gears back to some more wedding related content, you and Chris decided to do a first look, I know you guys kind of went back and forth on that. So why did you come to that final decision of going through with the first look?
0: Yeah. So I was very adamant about, actually, this is really funny. I was really adamant about the fact of like not doing a first look. I was like, I want that quintessential moment of like walking down the aisle with the veil. And you know me, I'm like drama. I mean, you're like, you're drama oh. too. So I, yeah. you're going to, you're going <laughs> to so come I, in with like a wrecking ball or like something. There's going to be like a helicopter dropping you and Connor's going to be like, yep, we expected this. <laughs> yeah,
2: basically. But
0: anyways, so like I wanted, you know, that just like that heightened moment and I told Chris, like months, maybe like six, eight months before I was like, hey, we're not gonna do a first look. Like, is that okay? He's like, Yeah, totally. I agree. Like, love, love that. Mm-hmm. So for six months, I literally was like, Oh, anytime somebody asks, I was like, Oh, no, no, no. Like, Chris is on board. We're on, we're on the same team here. Like, Brad and Groom totally right. united. <laughs> and then it was like probably a month and a half before the wedding, maybe two month and a half, two months. Chris had to have his tux fitting and like I went. My mom went, and Chris's mom went. Like, we all went to get his tux, which you know Chris loved.
1: <laughs> we are like, very nice, invested nice. in each other's lives. Come on, tell me. I look sharp, right?
0: Right, but he, he also was like up. we. He does, but he was also like, yeah. Do we need like three people here, like with me, like right. whatever? So, anyways, which also I don't know if you saw. I put this on TikTok, but where he got his tux was the place that they filmed fa- um, the. Uh, What's that movie with Robert De Niro? Parent. You got this. Come on. Work with me I here. I definitely don't. Classic, classic movie. Ben Stiller. You know. Oh, Come beat on. Beat the, Meet the par- Beat the parents. Allison, <laughs> that better not get rid of our G rating on this podcast. I will kill you. <laughs> Sorry, Did you hear that Apple? It was Fockers. Yeah. Yeah. It was meet the parents. There's like this scene in the movie where they're like getting his tux fitted or something for like the sister's wedding or whatever. And that was the same place. My dad got his tux there for my mom's wedding. So like total full circle. Oh, wow. thing. But anyways. Family business. Yeah. Right. Like big family business. So we are there. We all get, get like get the tux. We order the tux. We go to like have dinner afterwards. And my mom's like, so there's you guys are like 100% doing a first look. Right. And I was like. <laughs> Uh, no, we're not like we are preserving that moment. And my mom was like, but the wedding doesn't start until six o'clock, Lauren, like you understand that, right? And I was like, yeah, but like, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Like I was so like, had that idea in my head. And then Chris chimes in, he goes. Whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean that we? Oh, cause my mom. Sorry, back up. My mom goes, you guys aren't going to be on the at the cocktail hour. You're going to be taking pictures the whole time. And Chris is like, whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean we're not going to be at the cocktail hour? So we're going to get married at six thirty, and then we're going to like be not with everybody at the wedding from like you know seven to eight, and. uh... Um, i turned to him and i'm like chris yeah like we decided this like this is what we were doing and he's like well I, you didn't even really tell me what a first he look was i don't know what that decision. is yeah <laughs> he was like i he's like i retract my statement we should a hundred percent do a first look i love you i'm still gonna like think you look beautiful walking down the aisle and i'm sitting there and i was so just like deflated because now everybody's teaming up against me but at the same time like it just made sense so yeah. i actually don't know if i Oh, go ahead. You're going to say something?
1: Oh, I just was going to say the cocktail hour was so beautiful because it was at sunset in a garden with string lights and live music and everybody was so excited. So I think it ended up being so sweet that you guys were there and could experience that.
0: Yeah. Like we took a few sunset photos, but it just that I love, I love so much. I can't wait to print them out. But like, um... I think it made so much sense because traditionally – not traditionally, but a lot of people who get married in a church will get married, especially this is like very New York, which is what I know because that's where I've been to the most weddings. But you get married at like three – around three o'clock, let's say, or like one o'clock, three o'clock, something like that at a church. And then there's this whole break where you – go somewhere to a restaurant nearby or a bar with the, with, you know, just the guests. And then the wedding party will go take pictures for hours before they get to the reception at like six or six 30, whatever it is. So I actually don't know if you know this, but did you know that Chris and I got married in a church before the wedding?
1: Okay. I you think noticed? you like had br- vaguely brushed over that when I was at your house the week before the wedding, but I don't think we talked about it. And then I was in my head like, wait, what you did?
0: <laughs> we didn't tell like, really anybody. And we got married, um, a couple weeks before the, the, the actual wedding, like in a church. And it was like important for, you know, you know, just like our families and, mm-hmm. and everything to have that kind of like, um, spiritual and religious, like element of it. And, mm-hmm. um, we did that for, you know, reasons. And we didn't tell anybody just cause we didn't want it to take away from like our, our date, did which you we feel we're married after. I refused. I
1: refused to lean into it. <laughs> you suppressed the feeling. Did you like go I to sur- dinner or anything?
0: Uh, this is actually really funny. We um we went to go see the Elvis movie in um
2: in, <laughs> in the movie theater. Okay, there you really didn't want this
1: to be a thing because you would have told me like. <laughs> Yes. I, Normally, I like that's something I would have known that it was like, of P.S., course. we got married today.
0: Yeah. We took pictures and everything. And it was just our immediate families and then my grandparents. And it was like everyone was sworn to secrecy. And it was just like a thing that like we were doing beforehand. What did you wear? And I wore a white dress that was just like – It was like a sun – It's kind of like a sun dress situation. I don't even want to say it was that. I wore a white dress. Um, but it was – it was like a warm-up. It was like a war it was like stage one. That's what I looked yeah, at it. I was yeah, like, this okay. is stage one. This is the this is the like part of the union. And then part two is like the celebration, kind yeah. of like in front of all our friends and families. I just, you know, we everybody you do what you want to do. Like that's I mean, what we need to do. And you guys waited do.
1: three years for it to happen. So it's like you deserved multiple days of celebrating. So just look at it that way.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But it was funny because I wore a white, um, like sweatshirt matching set, like a, a sweatshirt and sweatpants, like to the movie theater that night. And we were like, we went with my family and I was a little bit under the weather. I think I was getting over COVID at that time, which I don't think I've shared on this podcast that I've cut, I had COVID, but I had COVID. Um, and, so, yeah, I was getting over it. So I was just kind of like, just like a little tired still. So we went to go see the Elvis movie. And then the guy at the the ticket booth or ticket stub was like, whoa, whole family outing. Like, what's it for? And then I think Dana, <laughs> Dana's boyfriend or David was like, they just got married today. <laughs> and, we were, and he kind
1: of was just like, oh, <laughs> go to In the grass. movies. Did they like copy <laughs> anything? Like free popcorn for the newlyweds. Right?
0: No, they didn't, which is so rude. But we, we went back to like, Chris's parents' house like right afterwards in the afternoon and kind of like celebrated and the priest came over and everything. But anyways, Fun. um, I don't know how, what we were talking about that. That but, was oh, the first about look. the
1: first look. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyways, all to say we got sidetracked, but in our opinion, the in our experience, the first look, which I'm so happy about, did not take away at all from the ceremony. Like Chris... We had at like 3 p.m. I think we got to the venue or at 2.30, we got to the venue, 2.45. And then like 3.15, we had the first look. And Chris was his, he was so happy that he did it because he was really anxious all day leading up to it, just like wanting to see me. And I actually was totally calm all day. And then once I saw him, I was like, okay, this is like getting real. This is like exciting. Um, but there were, and of course, like he looked so handsome. Like I was like, yeah. oh my God, you look so amazing in a tux. And he was like, you look stunning. Like this is exactly the dress like I imagined you in. And like, it's like, It's perfect, but it was like there was photographers and the videographers. And then he knew, which I didn't know, that all of the bridesmaids and groomsmen, you guys were all looking for the window. And he's Chris is such a private guy. Like one of the reasons why he didn't do like the whole podcast episode, which he's just, you know, he's he's Chris. I love him. And like he is like One on one is even more kind of like different than like what you see kind of like on outside, Mm -hmm. which I think most people are. But he was like, it was really hard with like everybody there because I knew everybody was watching. But then the ironic part was like, okay, then you get to the ceremony and you have like 150 plus people watching. But you're just like so in that moment and with each other and saying your vows to each other and not to anybody else. So it just like happens. But anyways, that's that.
1: Yeah. Two parts on that. One, I think it was so nice that you guys could spend the day together, especially since your wedding wasn't until 6, 6.30. And then two is since you wrote your own vows and you hadn't shared them with each other beforehand, that is kind of that, like if you're looking for that surprise element, I think that's a good way to get it without it being through the first look um, or mm. like not having to, you know, you want that element of surprise. I think that's part of it. Just not knowing what the other person's going to look like or where, but I think you guys got that through your vows. Cause it was like, you were hearing it for the first time in the moment. So I think you still got that.
0: Yeah. That's a really good reflection. It was like that heightened moment of just like, yeah, all that energy like anticipation. and our love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good yeah.
1: word. Cool. Let's quick highlight the things that you did differently or, your non-traditional elements of your day. Yeah,
0: I love this. Well, I have to say I got a lot of these like things from, I, I don't know if I got any of these things that like I'll name off from TikTok, but there's a lot of other things that I got from just like other people I've shared, like what they've done on their wedding. But I love, I'm just like a kind of non-traditional person. Like I like things with having your own personal spin on it. And that was kind of my goal for the entire wedding was like make it, a, make it an experience that, people feel it's not like cookie cutter and it's different and like, yeah, just like do what you want to do. And not just because like, this is what tradition does at weddings. So um, I think one thing that we did differently that I loved was that our bridesmaid, my bridesmaids did not get ready. Like, in the morning, like that whole like 7am makeup and hair is coming. And I know that, you know, everybody has a perf- personal preference, but for me, I definitely am more, first of all, like introverted or I- I'm balance of both, but like I need, I can't be like with people all day long. And so to have just like those private moments in the morning time with like my mom and my sister until, um, 11 o'clock was just really, really grounding for me and like a really just beautiful, like slow pace. And then all the bridesmaids, you guys got your hair and makeup done kind of like on your own. There was a dry bar down the street. There were like other people mm-hmm. in the area. And so you guys came kind of like ready. And then, of course, put on the robes and everything. And while I was getting my hair and makeup done, we had music going and food coming and all of that. But I really liked doing that. Um another thing I did different was I did a first look with my dad before I did a first look with Chris and that was really special and I you know it doesn't have to be your dad but if there's something someone special in your life that you really want like a private moment with whether it's a grandparent or a you know an aunt or an uncle or you know a mother whoever it is I think that's when to see you like all dressed up with your dress is just like a really special special moment and my dad was crying and the first thing he said was he turned around, we turned around like at the same time and face each other. And he was crying. He was like, you're a little girl in a big girl's dress. And I was yeah. just like, oh my God, like, but that's like to be a parent and see, you know, you're- just like a, a highlight of, of their life, I'm sure. So um, that was that. Also, Bridal Party. So I loved this. I don't know how you felt about it, but our Bridal Party, um, they walked down the aisle alone. So everybody walked down in a, in a straight line, except for Chris walked down the aisle in the beginning with his mom and his dad. Everybody else was single, and I just liked the elegance of it. I also love that we could get the musicians. We had a bass and a piano, um, the keys going and we got four songs in there. So it was like parts of songs, but it was like this whole, like kind of journey that, you know, everybody kind of went on, um, with the music up until me and my dad walking out and then the bridal party obviously like lined up there. And then when me and my dad came, came up the aisle, when we got to the altar, then, you know, my dad passed me off to Chris and then everybody sat down in the first two rows and we had those reserved and I went back and forth. It was, I went back and forth with that so much. And my sister, Dana, actually was like, you know, I, I, she's like, I'm an advocate for what you're saying, because like, just to have you and Chris up there alone, it's just like, it's your moment. Like, and then everybody else can be sitting there, the closest people in your life watching you instead of like, kind of not getting a good view and all of that.
1: Yeah. It was really nice to be in like a front row seat, to just be able to take in the ceremony. A lot of times when you're standing up there, it's kind of hard to see or hear but we were able to like see both of your faces and just like enjoy the moment and yeah i think yeah. it highlights the two of you that it's like this is your moment to shine yeah. so i loved that i definitely want to yeah. reuse that Ooh, i love it you're setting trends um...
0: I'm a trendsetter. Stop. Okay. So I really like that. And I, and on that note too, I, I think battled throughout the whole wedding planning process, like, Oh, like this is what everybody else does. So like do this, but then I would like sink back into myself and I'd be like, but like, do I really need that? And do I want that? Like, even just like for the flowers, like flowers are just so expensive and mm-hmm. it like, I'm okay. Putting like investing in things that like it, it makes sense. Right. But to have an arch, like built over you for the ceremony for like what they were quoting us at, like insane for 30 minutes. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. Right. And the more I looked at it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm doing so many different things. Like, why not do something different? So we ended up doing a semicircle around us and the officiant on the ground. And then they reused those and put them in front of the band at the reception and it was like didn't and there was a big tree, a big big huge oak tree um behind us as like the center kind of of us and it was like that was kind of like that focal piece and then it was yeah. us and then all those flowers were just kind of like additions kind of around us so i liked that we for the ceremony also had Three people, my sister, Chris's sister, and Chris's cousin, who we're close with, read passages from um, books like The Alchemist and poets like Ernest Hemingway. Um, and those were really beautiful and like got everybody you know, crying and just ugh, like in, in the moment. Um, and then at the reception, I would say the three things lastly that we did different was we didn't do like a bouquet toss or what's the traditional – you're like at a wedding every weekend. So what's the traditional thing that the guy does? I can't remember. The gardener. Oh, the garter. So we didn't do those things. That was just like personally, I don't know. I didn't really love the whole like girls fighting over a bouquet thing. Like I didn't, I didn't like how it's, what it symbolized. And also I wanted to preserve my wedding bouquet. So I'm turning it into this. What is it called? I showed you it. It's like resin
1: Resin. Is, it, is that the yeah. right word?
0: Resin. Yeah. So I'm excited for that to come back, but I don't think it comes back for like six months. So we didn't do that. We had a private cake cutting. So we did it off to the side. So it like it didn't cut into um, the like dancing part. And then the last thing, which I was so nervous about, but ended up like working out really good, is that traditionally a lot of times people will do like first course and then you dance, second course, and then you dance, third course and then you dance. We did dinner all at once just the only things were the speeches that were going on. And then it was like hours of just straight dancing. Pardon and those. we got, we got so sweaty. Like we were so sweaty that like, I was so happy at, in the end that it did like, it happened like that. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. And plus like we didn't do, I guess another non-traditional Chris and I didn't do a sweetheart table. Like we sat a lot, we sat with everybody else and we had long tables. So we had three long tables in the room and then some circular tables. Um, and so those were, that was like, really great to just like sit through dinner and like talk with everybody and our bridal party and friends and be there.
1: Yeah. It was great. I love those differentiators. Um, okay. What part of wedding planning did you enjoy the most? And what part did you enjoy the least? I'm very curious.
0: Are you, (laughs) I feel like, you know, so I would say we'll go least first. Least is just, I think a I don't do well with too many choices. Like too many choices overwhelm me. And so I get paralyzed and then I don't decide anything. Like we had a three-year engagement. There is no reason why, you know, I say this to you all the time. Like I should have been doing Etsy orders expedited (laughs) shipping a week before, a week and a half before the wedding. There's no reason why I should be ordering table cards four days before the wedding with people's names. Like, you know what I mean? Like those little things, but I put them all because I'm
1: like, Etsy shipping is killing me. I'm like... No, I think you put the order in too late, Lauren. Like their shipping is on time and normal. I'm like, why did you wait until the week before? I didn't say that to you in the moment, but I was was thinking I was like
0: bartering with Etsy people. I was like, you don't understand. Like I will place extra orders for like, you know, this, occasion. <laughs> this occasion. She's like, okay, but we're in Australia. Like we literally can't get it to you, but like we appreciate yeah. <laughs> the love. <laughs> so anyways, it all worked out how it should. And, um, but like, still, I think that, and plus I, I, because I work virtually, I'm on the computer all day long. So the last thing I wanted to do at the end of every day was at 7.30 at night after dinner, get back on my computer and be like staring through like, I feel like that was, that was a really hard part for me, I think. Um, but you were super helpful because like, you're a doer. You like, you're like my mom, like you guys like get things done and you make me decide. So like, that was, that was good. But the thing that I enjoyed the most was I enjoyed planning out the flow of the day because I think that that makes the whole wedding is like the experience of like how people are, you know, going about through the whole night. And then also like the bridal party, like we weren't rushed at all. We were calm. The whole day felt like it lasted so long. The wedding day didn't feel rushed, which is usually like a fear. And what happens is like, oh my God, I passed by so much. Like, nope, we were sitting in the bridal suite at a point, just like hanging out, having snacks Bro, had for had like a half an hour. hour we were like this is amazing so we were just like efficient but i'm glad we had the wedding planner for the day of and she also kicked in like a couple of months like two months before because she really did rebecca do a great job with that and keeping everybody on schedule um but another thing that i liked was the music that was my favorite part like i was like the band music makes it music makes it so
1: they were amazing
0: too like insane, like they had outfit changes and they were, they were like,
1: interactive in the crowd.
0: Hype it. I mean, you did a, you did a split, Alison, you I just did a, a split. split. You did a split in the middle of the dance floor and everyone was going wild. It was so It is funny. my
1: favorite thing to do at weddings. I, I will admit that's not the first time I've done that, <laughs> but people don't expect it. So I just wait for like a really good song when the crowd is really rowdy and then I give no warning Connor knows now because I'll be like hold my drink I'm gonna do it and then I just go in the middle of the crowd and drop into a split and the crowd yeah. goes wild he so. kind of was looking then like you check if you're flexible if you're flexible and Connor <laughs> was
0: like oh here she goes again like yep she does yeah. this a lot she does this a lot everyone was the bam- everyone was going wild I mean I don't know how many times I was up in the air but I was being held by all the groom has been like you were holding my feet at one point I was okay. gonna- at my
1: you thought you remember that we haven't talked about it, but I'm like, I do specifically remember like holding your ankles up. Like your body was almost like in a plank across the whole crowd. I don't know what the song was, but okay, did I, was no, like, it was- I that?
0: So listen, this was part of the music curation. So basically I wanted, you know, I told them like, I want these songs kind of played here and these songs kind of played here. And the last two songs, I want Dirty Dancing, um, the time, what is it? Uh, Time I'm of My rich. Life time of yeah. my life song, I've had the time of my life. And I I knew I was going to end up some, someone's going to be laughing <laughs> me. If it wasn't Chris, it was going to be someone. But no, Chris leveled up to the occasion and he lifted me up, except for the fact that my legs were hanging because I'm tall. I'm five foot 10. And like, that makes sense that like my whole body could not be suspended in the air. But no, right. my best friend, Allison Coochie, you came in and I felt my ankles lift and I had no idea who was holding my ankles, but I was like MVP. And then I looked back <laughs> on the video and Dana was like, yeah, Allison, just jumped right in there. And we were all like, that's oh right. She's
1: like up there. You need to so send funny. that to me. I want to see all this footage.
0: I have to send it. I'll cut it. Cause like, I think the video was really long that somebody took, but anyway, so yeah, just like the entire music flow and like planning that out with the band was really fun. And then the processional just really quick, what I walked down the aisle to. So we had Ave Maria was playing to honor my pop-up who passed away. That was his favorite song when like the parents and like the, A couple of people were walking down the aisle then it turned into the greatest showman from now on which was just epic chris and i love that song every time it comes on we have like a party in our house it's like so great um we had that while like the bridal party was walking out and then we did a traditional with me and my dad like canon d which is you know just like i liked that and then it turned into elvis's what is it can't stop falling in love And I cannot remember hearing any of that because I literally was like, just so focused walking down the aisle that I don't remember, but apparently it played. So that's great.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: So those are all those things. Lovely. And lastly,
1: is there anything you would do differently? Obviously not drinking a cup of coffee. I know we probably wouldn't redo that, but yeah. Anything else?
0: I think just for me, and this is what we wanted to do in the first place, but the pandemic kind of interrupted this, but shorter engagement, three years was a really long time, really long time, like to be talking about everything. Like it was fun, right? Like, but the 20th time we were talking about where we were going to have potentially the rehearsal dinner, I was like, can we just decide? But it was so far out still that like, we are like, well, we have so much time. So I think right. like I would have done like a year, maybe t- 14 month engagement would have felt like really, really good. Like kind of what you're doing. So I would say that was the biggest thing. And then, um, yeah, I guess like tell myself the, the biggest thing is this you're, I was planning for all of these specific details and I'm ordering it in terms of, okay, the band is the most important. Number one, number two, like blue hill, like where we had our venue Michelin star restaurant, like that food and like that, you know, experience of the wine pairing with the meal like that's number two and then like three is this and what i didn't account for that trumped all of those things and that in my opinion kind of like made the wedding was that it's the it's the love and i know that's so cliche but it's like the love that's between you and your partner and the love that is in the room of celebration like nothing else mattered and it could have been to chris's what he wanted to do originally which was like just get married in like the backyard like it didn't matter right like that piece was a crucial element of making the day what it was so i would say to like you know you know hindsight's 2020 20, but like that's what i would say to somebody who was like you who's gonna get married yeah, soon that's
1: great advice that is good advice Yay. yeah well, it was an honor to be a part of it, and I'm so happy for you and Chris. And can't wait to see what the journey of marriage unfolds for you guys. That's so exciting,
2: and I, I just like
1: can't believe it. Like, I just remember like seeing you guys at your locker in high school, <laughs> kissing in the hallway.
0: No, Chris never wanted to kiss. He was not a PDA <laughs> guy. You did not see that unless I was like, "Kiss me."
1: <laughs> you might have forced it, but might look at you now. It.
0: Love it. Well, we're going to roll the clip now of you interviewing me and Chris, asking us some solo questions. Allison, best friend, best bridesmaid. Thank you for interviewing us. Love you. Thanks for having (laughs) me. All right, Allison, you're now the host and you can host the Reclaim Your Eyes podcast and interviewing Chris. Okay.
1: Welcome to my show. Welcome, Chris. Good to be here. Happy to have you. Okay. So I have like Four questions that I want each of you to answer. Let's start with Chris. What was the most emotional part of the day for you?
2: The most emotional part for me personally was definitely the vows. I think uh, reading those words that both of us worked so hard on, and then just to see everyone that was there—those everyone that you kind of forgot about, but then when you saw it in the day, you were like, "Oh my god!" Like everyone really is here today. So that was definitely the most emotional part reading all that. Yeah, so that's my answer.
0: What about you, Lauren? Most emotional part. I already kind of said this and we did are we recorded like an hour episode so we we included a lot of this, but I would say my the vows I think for me as well. Um and then also the dance with my dad. Like that was a lot, but also during our vows, seeing my sister cry, like while she was doing the reading, like that was just, and then Yanni put his hand like on the back of her, you know, back, like kind of like, you got this, keep going. But, you know, that was watching everybody else get emotional, I think was like really emotional for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Dana um, needed some encouragement from the crowd to make it through. That was sweet. (laughs) Um, Okay. Chris, when were you most nervous or when did you have like the most butterflies that day?
2: The most nervous, it was definitely. So this morning, the morning of I woke up and I didn't really have a lot of plans. So I described breakfast with a few of my friends and that was nice, but we were done by like nine 30, 10. And then we still have like another four hours or, or so just waiting, kind of sitting around. And that's when the nerves kind of hit you the most when you're not really doing anything. Um, so I would say that yeah, that wait—that was a long, long wait for me. Uh, it's a lot of anticipation, um, but obviously, as soon as you start getting closer and closer, those butterflies even starting to kick it, started picking up even more. But um, yeah, just that whole process, just waiting for that for that time to finally get there.
1: Yeah, could you tie like the butterflies or like the nerves to any like anything specific, or is it just kind of like you can't yep. believe it? The- Definitely the –
2: I was definitely nervous like reading my vows because like when I was writing them, like obviously I was getting like emotional here and there and I was kind of in the back of my mind like, all right, don't cry, don't cry, don't do this, don't do that. So it was definitely – yeah, it was definitely a nervous part uh, leading up to that. Yeah. What about you, Lauren?
0: Um, Most – what I was most nervous about, I think probably, you know – I wouldn't even I wasn't I wasn't nervous the day of. I was actually pretty calm. I would say like once the day was going and I saw that like there was enough time built in the schedule for like, you know, food and kind of slowing down in the pictures, like I wasn't really nervous. I think where I kind of was a little just anxious was when my blood sugar started going up. Like there was a point where it was like 2:30, okay, like time to go and I literally didn't eat like a ton. Like I ate you know, earlier in the day and like was picking on things, but my blood sugar started shooting up like double arrows up 180 because of the adrenaline. And so we're sitting on the bus and I was just like, no, like stop, like you just want to like make it stop and like the arrows to even out. And I'm like, come on. And then I think I ended up going up to like 2:15, and then within an hour and a half, you know, I came back down right after the first look. Then my blood sugars were great for the rest of the night. But it was mostly just like the 2:30 mark, leaving the hotels, leading up to our first look at like three. I would say like what do we do? Like 3:15, 3:30, and then mm-hmm. by four o'clock they were kind of back down. But that was the anxious. That was my most anxious, to be honest, because I was like, once you get your blood sugars up there, like sometimes it's harder for them to go down especially if there's a lot of adrenaline. So I didn't know if it would like stay up there, if I'd be able, you know, then it's just like the diabetes and getting in the way. But once I turned around, I was like, okay, like I'm good. I'm less anxious. Like I'm fine.
1: But yeah, that was it for me. Yeah. I didn't even get a chance to mention this in the earlier part of the episode, but just on the diabetes topic at one point during the reception, you had like looked across the table at me and you were like, can you find my like phone I need to check where my numbers are. So I'm like, okay, I'm on a mission. And I was like, who's the last person that had it? And you were like, Bianca. She had already left at that point because her job was done, but I had her number. So I texted her. I'm like, hey, where's Lauren's phone? She's like, yeah, I gave it to Alex. So now I'm like looking in the reception. I like, spot Alex across the room I go over I'm like hey where's Lauren's phone she's like oh yeah I gave it to Dana so now I'm like okay so <laughs> I go find your sister I like go to Dana I'm like hey do you have Lauren's phone like she needs to check her numbers and she's like I gave it to my mom so th- then I go and find your mom and I'm like do you have Lauren's phone and she's like yeah yeah I have everything so I was able to get it and give it to you but it was like kind of a wild goose chase to find it
0: yeah, I didn't have my phone or my blood sugars basically from the time that I walked down the aisle at 6 30 until the reception at 8 15, 8 20 when we were like sitting down to eat yeah. after the dances and everything. And I was I was fine. I think I was like 130 for the ceremony and then kind of like stuck around like 130 to 150. So I was like, oh, well, that's a
1: good thing because I didn't have anything with me. Right. But my mom was holding everything I remembered. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is something I'm personally curious. So you walk down the aisle, you guys are finally standing up there. It's just you two and Yanni. What were you actually thinking about during that time when you're just like holding hands, looking at each other? Like, can you even hear what he's saying as he's like getting the ceremony kicked off? Or like what are you thinking?
2: I literally think I blacked out during a lot of it. (laughs) To, To be honest, there's so many like different emotions. Like like I said there's just so many people there and you're getting ready to read your vows and you're looking for Lauren you're looking at Lauren for the first time you're you're greeting her dad as he gets to the altar um, you have people coming up and reading there's just so much going on it's so hard to focus kind of on one thing at, at a time but yeah like I said it's everything happened kind of so quickly while I was up there but obviously I do remember the uh, the little moments here and there that I obviously cherish but um but yeah that was tough
0: yeah. So the question was like, when I'm walking down the aisle, is that it?
1: Like you find you're at the top of the aisle. Okay. The, the party has sat down. It's just you and Chris like holding hands. It's way right. before the vows though. Like, what are you thinking? What's going through your head?
0: So I remember Chris and I were squeezing each other's hands so tight, like the whole entire time we were holding hands, like sweaty palms. But I think what I was thinking, I think I stared into Chris's eyes and like we were locked in for the entire time. I think I might have there's actually a picture of me at a part of the vow where I kind of it was like a funny part that I had said. I heard the like everybody everybody there that was like laughing and I kind of like turned to everybody and then I remember turning and being like, oh my God, there's like a lot of people here and then like I looked back at Chris. But I think what I was thinking was like, ah, it was just like be present. It was like just be present, be here in this moment, because this is probably gonna be the most calm moment that there is in the entire night.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. Tell tell us about a core memory from the reception. What's just like a core memory burned in your brain, but it the, has to be from the reception.
2: The, there's a video out there. I think it's one of the last songs of the night. And just all of our friends are all dancing together. And Lauren has this video, but it's, it's kind of at the end. And I kind of put my hands out there. And I kind of basically say like, everyone bring it in. And it's almost like everyone knew exactly like what I was talking about and what I wanted and it just happened right away. Everyone started coming in and it was just one giant hug in the Uh. middle of the the dance floor. Um, So that was definitely a memory that stuck out to me. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, in addition to like all the memories that I've like listed so far, I remember everything like pretty well. And I would say, but I would say like one thing of like the reception would be the – Last second to last song, which was the Dirty Dancing song. It was because I've had the time of my life. They started playing it and they were like, but it was just like the instrumental. It wasn't the lyrics yet. And they were like, let's bring, you know, the bride and the groom to the you know, center of the dance floor. And Chris and I were pretty much like together all night, like dancing, you know, on the dance floor. But like, I didn't see him. And I'm like looking around. and I'm like, where's Chris? Where's Chris? And we couldn't find Chris, but he was with us for the entire, like he was there for the entire time. And then all of a sudden it's the last song. And I was like, classic, like where did Chris go? Like, this is the last song. And all of a sudden we like start, everybody starts screaming like, Chris, like where's Chris? Get Chris. They, you know, they're like, get the groom to the dance floor. And then Chris comes, he was in the bathroom and he comes like flying in to the reception room. And then you see him like stand on a chair. I remember that. And you had like your fist like pumping in the air. And then we're all like, there he is. then he like came flying to the dance floor and like that was just a like I don't know it was just like a really funny but like you know I don't know like just like moment I remember towards the end of
1: like we started this together like we have to end it together. Like here's my guy. (laughs) I love it. Lauren you kind of mentioned this already but we'll see what Chris has to say. Chris, when you guys got back to the hotel that night and you're in your room, it's just the two of you, how did it feel when it was all over when you were going to bed that night?
2: We were, we were almost giddy. We, I think we were giddy. I we really were giddy when we were in the room. Like we were just there. so, so happy with how smoothly everything went. I mean, we left and we knew, like we we could not have been happier just with the staff that had worked. Everyone that showed up it was just such a blast. Um, so we were we were literally screaming. We were so happy that everything went so smoothly, and like I said, we just enjoyed it so much. <laughs> and then.
0: And then Chris was like, "All right, like let me he, he was like, let me like let's, you know, change, like we had a shower. We were so sweaty, like I, you know, we all were." So he was like, "Let me like unzip your dress or whatever." And then I was like, "Oh shoot, the dress is the dress is broken." Because remember yeah. earlier on, me, you, meaning Allison, I'm looking at Allison when I say this, my mom and my sister were like in the bathroom. We were trying to get the you know the dress off and we the zipper was stuck and so we had to like figure out another way it was like my dress was a leotard so we just like pulled it aside it was like that whole thing but Chris like couldn't get it off so then I had to call my mom to the suite so now Chris is okay. like I didn't really imagine me you and, my, and your mom like <laughs> chilling in the suite at 2 a.m the night of our wedding but like sure
1: <laughs> yeah so, you have a romantic idea of your husband unzipping your dress and then you're like uh mom yeah
0: I was like hey mom can you help because Chris he can't get he can't get the zipper <laughs> yeah I guess did you answer did he answer your question now? yeah
1: yeah. okay and then just because we're all going to want to know but this could be a separate episode but highlight from the honeymoon you guys took an amazing trip that I'm sure everyone will be curious about hard to pick one highlight but
2: so I kind of went in I didn't I don't want to say I went in with low expectations but obviously I was a lot more excited for Bora Bora than it was than it was Hawaii I'm sure Lauren probably felt the same but I Hawaii was just awesome in every way. Like it, it kind of exceeded expectations for me. But one of the things we did there was surfing. Now, when we did Costa Rica a few years ago, we went surfing also. It was so much fun, and Lauren's really good. So I knew when we were going to Hawaii, I wanted to do something like that as well. So we signed up, and we just had it was just the most like picture perfect little beach. It's exactly what you think of when you hear of Hawaii uh, surfing, and we just had the, the most awesome instructor Matt. Um, and we were out there for probably two hours or so. But Lauren was just – she was so good. And that's why it, it drives me to be better also. So that's kind of why. It's a, it's definitely a memory that stuck out in our honeymoon. It was a lot of fun. Wow. Of fun. I didn't
1: know you were married. <laughs> He's very
0: sweet. I like – it's funny that you say that though I was like there was like a five six foot wave and like the steps of surfing is like you start in your belly you paddle out and then the surfer the instructor was like when he says like pop up then like you get on your knees kind of like you're in yoga like table position and then you put one leg up and it's kind of like the stages right. and I'm on the like, five six foot wave and I realize how high I'm up and I like am literally just like can't get to the stage where you put your foot up so I kind of <laughs> almost like rode this whole big wave like on all fours and Chris <laughs> was like I was dying he's like well, I was you
2: know, because I had just done the wave right before her obviously <laughs> so I was like out so I was kind of paddling back towards her so I had like the most unreal view of her going just like this huge wave just like on her knees just sending it Oh my was, god! So I was dying. I was literally crying.
0: But other than that, I think I did pretty good. I fell a lot, but I, I got up a good amount of times. And Chris snowboards, so human he, he was he was great. But um, for me, it was like Bora Bora. Like I Hawaii was beautiful, and you know, we're so grateful to have an incredible honeymoon and be able to you know travel and 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 you know to these places and whatnot and use a lot of our sky miles that we had saved up for years <laughs> for this like you know save it up for you know first class honeymoon and we were able to you know get a lot of the tickets for just the miles um but being in Bora Bora was just like didn't even feel like a real place it felt like we were in a movie it felt like we were on this like exotic island that is unlike I mean Tahiti sunsets or just like unlike anything you'll ever see in your life and we were you know in the classic hut on the beach with the pool and the plunge pool and the water and it was just you know an experience that you would expect from I guess like your honeymoon and only dream of so yeah it was like everything yeah
1: Uh, It looked amazing. Okay, last question. So we've talked a lot about the wedding and the details of the actual day. But obviously, this was about you guys starting the next chapter of your relationship. So what are you most excited about for your marriage now that this is official?
2: Well, this was was definitely a long time coming. So it's kind of been weighing on our shoulders for a while. So it's going to be nice. I'm excited just to do the little things, you know, to work. I mean, right now we just started redoing our basement. Um, so definitely just growing that way and working on these little projects here and there and not really being distracted by anything else. So uh, I think we're just both looking to grow and um, and see where the next, uh, the next chapter takes us.
0: Yeah. We got tiles for our basement laundry room today. It was thrilling. No, it was exciting. Um, I would say for me, it's really this promise that like we've made to each other that is so concrete and in front of like so many of our friends and our families and this moment of like this is in a way like yeah like a new start like I think a lot of people say like oh you don't feel any different afterwards but I think that we both kind of feel a little bit different saying like wife and husband and you know saying to the world that like this is a promise once again that like we're making to each other so I think for me in a weird way and I don't know if this is the first you know an answer that would come to me anything other than in this moment but it's like actually living out our vows and like being more intentional with those things like i think the things that i said in my vows and the things that he said in his vows it's like you're you're making a promise to each other and you yes may have treated each other in those ways beforehand but by making a promise you're 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 saying that like these are things that like you're going to actively like really 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 try to live out and I think I'm really excited to like almost challenge ourselves. And one of the things that I vowed was like to be really intentional with the words and energy that I bring into our relationship. And I think that we're really good at communication and one of the reasons why I think that our relationship is so strong, but to actually like be more like to to pause, like if we have like a little fight, it's like, no, remember your vows and like Mm -hmm. coming back to that. And I think that that's going to create hopefully what I think like a long, healthy marriage.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's a great note to end on. And I'm excited to see where the rest of this journey goes. have been on it with you guys since the beginning. So I know it'll be even better next 12 years than it's been so far. But I love you guys. And I'm glad you're home because now I can talk to you yeah. all the time. <laughs> Yay. And now to
0: plan thank your gosh. wedding. Well, thank you so much. I love having my husband and my best friend on the podcast at the same time. I love you guys both. And for everybody listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know on Instagram what were your favorite parts. If you have any questions about wedding stuff, I'm happy to help now that I'm out of stressful planning on my own. And we will see you next Tuesday, same time, same place.
2: Thank you, Allison. Love you. Love
0: you guys. <laughs> Bye guys. Love you. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I want to send a big shout out to any brides listening. If you're planning a wedding right now, I know it can be stressful, but it'll all be so, so worth it in the end. So sending you lots of positive energy and a big thank you to everybody who sent me a DM or commented on any of the wedding posts that I've shared on Instagram, just sending your well wishes and saying congratulations to Chris and I. We have read them all and we so, so appreciate every single one of you. I just want to give you the biggest hug. So thank you